Royal Liverpool Golf Course. That is where the Open Championship begins bright and early tomorrow morning. Actually, it's Wednesday night if you're further west, but on the East Coast, it's 1.35 a.m. Eastern Time when the first pairing of golfers uh, tee off. Yes, 1.35 a.m. Eastern Time this coming Thursday is when the Open Championship gets underway. So, it's worth preparing right now for what to expect at Royal Liverpool with someone who is very familiar with how to handle pro handicapping. He doesn't focus on everything. He's got three areas of expertise, college basketball, more on that on a different date, college football, if we're fortunate enough to stay with Paul Stone uh, later on in the show, but the PGA Tour is the third area of expertise for Paul Stone, and he's over 55% against the spread as monitored by the Sports Book of Oklahoma City, an independent third monitor. More on his projections momentarily. Paul, great to have you back in the fast lane, and of course, uh, our listeners can keep up with your work at paulstonesports.org and Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. The Open Championship, aka the British Open, at Royal Liverpool Golf Course. Uh, you've done your research now on this and formulated your strategy Give us an overview, though, if you would, of how you expect this course to play over the next four days. Well, good to be on the fast lane again, first of all, Ed. But, you know, it's going to be Lynx Golf, and it's going to be the Open Championship or the British Open-type weather, it looks like, uh, looking at the the four-day forecast for the tournament. You've got at least a 40% chance of rain each day. You've got gusts up to 24, all the way to about 30 miles an hour, depending on the on the day that you're looking. Saturday, the weekend in general, uh, could be rough. Saturday could be the nastiest day for golf. Uh, got the rains, the heaviest rains forecast about midday. 65% chance of rain all day, gusts up to 29 miles per hour. And as far as the tee times on Thursday and Friday, players teeing off later tomorrow on Thursday. And then in the morning Friday, I think they could be at a disadvantage. Uh, The chance of rain Friday morning, about 58%, only 25% in the afternoon. So take a look at that. PGA Tour golfer uh, Michael Kim, he was on social media yesterday talking about Royal Liverpool. He said the back nine is playing long. Typically, these players, these expert players, don't have to hit driver ever hold, but he says he thinks it might require more drivers than usual this week. There's a lot of pot bunkers on the course, as you might expect. A hole to take special note of is the par 3 17th hole, only 136 yards, but it has a small green. It's well protected by slopes and bunkers. It's a really interesting hole, and I think it's going to have a say and who wins the 151st Open Championship. Paul, you have given us plenty already to digest from your initial observations on Royal Liverpool and what that means for the upcoming Open Championship. Um, You identified the golfers that tee off in the latter half of the day Thursday and therefore will tee off earlier on Friday as being at a disadvantage. Who has popped on your radar as maybe a golfer you liked because of the course or a couple of golfers you liked because of the course but now have reservations about because of that tee time? Well, you know, the guys, I, I made my bets early, so I didn't really get to uh, to, to make much uh, adjustment for that, uh, you know, variable, which could absolutely come into play. But, you know, I do have outrights. I've got four golfers that I'm honing in on on outrights and have bet. First of all, Brooks Kepka at 24-1. to 1. 
you know, no secret that his uh, golf life revolves around the majors. This year, he almost won the Masters. He did win the PGA, uh, his fifth major title. He's never won the Open Championship, but three top six finishes here since 2017. And then Bryson DeChambeau from the Live Tour took him earlier this week at 72 to one. Now I think the best I'm seeing 65 to one uh, out in the marketplace. But he tied for eighth last year at the Open Championship at St Andrews. Been playing pretty well lately on the Live Tour. As far as the majors this year, tied for fourth at the PGA Championship and then most recently tied for 20th at the U.S. Open. Also, Shane Lowry, uh, the Northern Irishman, at 41-1. to Lowry, one of the best win players in the entire world. He's played well recently in the Open Championship. Of course, he won in 2019. There was no tournament in 2020, but he tied for 12th and 21, and then tied for 21st last year. And then lastly, Tommy Fleetwood at 29-1. to You know, Fleetwood's just a guy who's been playing at a consistently high level, just feels like he could record that breakthrough victory this week at the Open Championship. He's got a second and a tied for fourth in the last three editions of this tournament. And as far as his current form, it's really good, too. He's finished in the top six in three of his last four PGA Tour events. Paul Stone with us here in the fast lane. Uh, it's interesting you bring up that grouping of golfers. Um, Fleetwood is one that came to mind, uh, is a guy that's more regionally familiar. Obviously, there's Kepka and DeChambeau who seem to train more like athletes even, the traditional just athletic sense as opposed to the traditional golf sense. They're well-built golfers uh, and guys that you would think could power through the elements very well. How much did those two factors come in? Folks that are familiar with the region and can weather the weather because of that, and golfers that are just built to weather the weather based upon how they train, like Kepka and DeChambeau. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brooks Kepka, that guy's built for the majors, and he's played well, as I indicated, at the Open Championship, although he's never won this tournament. And he just, you know, it's like these four tournaments are all that he really uh, – you know, peaks for each season. So anytime there's a, a major championship, I'll look at Brooks Kepka. Shane Lowry, I mean, if there was ever a guy who was built for Lynx golf, the windy conditions, the rainy conditions, Shane Lowry is that guy. And then Tommy Fleetwood, uh, another guy who, uh, a European golfer who's a great wind player as well, in great current form, has played well recently. Uh, in this particular event. So I really like those three guys. And DeChambeau, he's just a guy that uh, some of these live golfers, it's hard to keep tabs on them because we don't watch that tour as, as closely as we perhaps watch the PGA Tour. But he's really been playing well, and uh, he's had some high finishes. And I just think the price, even at 65-1 to 1 that you can find now, is just uh, too juicy to pass up. PaulStoneSports.org for more info and to sign up for Paul's member-only access. And he's over 55% against the spread is monitored by the Sportsbook of Oklahoma City. That's an independent third-party organization, which means it's uh, neutral insight and analysis on uh, Paul's success. So you can take that with more than a, a less than a grain of salt, just as straight-up factual information. And that's what's uh, great about what Paul has to say here in the fast lane. Paul, most of your damage has been done on head-to-head matchups for the tournament. Uh, You mentioned some of the things that had you concerned about this. How has that played into who you are fading in this event? Golfers that you believe may really struggle at Royal Liverpool. 
Yeah, a lot of times, whether it be college football or PGA Tour golf or college basketball, for that matter, Ed, I handicap from the perspective more of betting against someone rather than on someone. And that's kind of what I'm doing in the two full tournament matchups that I'm going to recommend to your uh, listeners today. And first of all, we're going to start with uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He was a small underdog to Hideki Matsuyama, but now DeChambeau at minus 105. I really think this is, uh, you know, Matsuyama is at minus 115. I really think this line should be flipped probably the other way. I really had DeChambeau more like a $1.20 or a $1.25 favorite. So I see some some value on DeChambeau. Matsuyama, he's not regarded as a strong wind player. He's a high ball striker. He hits the ball very high, uh, which doesn't typically bode well with uh, windy conditions. And that's probably part of the reason that he's missed the cut uh, in three of his last five open championships. So DeChambeau at minus 105 over Matsuyama. And then in a uh, full tournament matchup uh, featuring a pair of Australian golfers, I'm recommending Adam Scott now at minus 125 over Jason Day. Adam Scott, he's played beautifully uh, at the past two Open Championships, played at the Royal Liverpool. 2014, nine years ago, was the last time uh, this event was played here. He tied for fifth in 2014. And then eight years before that, in 2006, at this very same course, he tied for eighth. So he's got real good course history. Uh, his fellow Aussie, again, in this matchup, Jason Day, uh, has missed the cut his last two years in the Open Championship. Day, not in particularly uh, good form at the present either. He's missed three of his last four PGA uh, Tour uh, cuts, so not playing that well. Scott, minus one and a quarter over Jason Day. Paul Stone stepping into the fast lane here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. PaulStoneSports.org for him. We're at Fast Lane Ed Lane on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Paul, uh, one of the things you recommend and we do as well is if you've got a bankroll that you're putting on this event or just in general throwing down, um, you know, having multiple places where you can shop. And thankfully in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we're fortunate to have a number of different places where we can place bets. Uh, and so we encourage our listeners to kind of spread it around and get the best price and selection, uh, that also can create opportunities when you come to in-game situation. And for golf, obviously, it's in the middle of match play, particularly with the weather this coming weekend. Do you monitor that a little bit more and go, okay, I'm going to really keep up with the weather and see who's struggling with it or maybe exceeding expectations and make adjustments for round-to-round matchups or even the second half of the tournament when you get from Friday night to Saturday after the cut's been made? Yeah, you know, I'll certainly keep an eye on the weather and, and who's playing well in the conditions. And again, a guy like Shane Lowry, I keep coming back to him. You know, the the, the nastier the weather gets, I think the better, uh, you know, it is for him. But, uh, you know, in-game, where I utilize in-game more often than, than not would be uh, when I have a position on an outright winner where I have a ticket uh, on a golfer or two that are in play. I might take some other players – to hedge my position and kind of take advantage of my original positions, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where I uh, where I kind of come at the in play uh, aspect on golf betting. And I tell you, as far as having multiple places to shop, no more important probably than in the sport of golf. It's still a relatively small market, so you can see really uh, differences from book to book on the uh, prices available in all the different golf betting markets. So the more books you have access to, it really gives you an advantage when you're betting the sport of golf. 
Paul, you mentioned the theory of hedging a bet. So let's just say you've got Brooks Kepka at you know twenty thirty-four to one to win the or twenty-four to one, excuse me, to win the open championship. And it's coming down between Brooks Kepka and we'll go with Rory McElroy on Sunday. And they're both kind of around even money. You've got your Kepka position. Is there a percentage where you would say, All right, I've got the Kepka position, but maybe he gets overtaken by McElroy? I would throw X percent of my investment or potential winnings on the other golfer to lock in a profit. Yeah, you know, if it's just a, a two-horse race, uh, as you described there, Kepka and McElroy, I'm going to lock in a profit, even if it's uh, a small profit. You know, you want to be sure. And uh, when you bet futures, at least where I come at it from, the angle I come at it, I'm not betting only with the thought of that ticket's going to win, but I'm betting more probably from the position of, I hope this ticket gives me the leverage to create a winning collective uh, portfolio, if you will. So certainly uh, I'll be looking at those other golfers. And sometimes, you know, if it's a real tight field, and there's a lot of guys who have a chance, it's difficult to, to do that. But certainly I would hedge my position to ensure a profit. Uh, in the end, you know, that's the name of the game. Indeed it is. For someone like Paul Stone, who's a professional handicapper, talking PGA in the Open Championship, which gets underway just after 1.30 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. It's over in Great Britain, in case you're wondering about the time zone difference. Paul, a pleasure to chat with you about golf. If you're okay with it, we'd love to get keep with you for another segment to talk some college football, if that works for you. Oh, it works perfectly. There's there's no uh, no bad time to talk college football, so I'll be I'll be ready when you guys get back. Indeed. Well, we look forward to that. Paul Stone with us here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.